baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey guys, Mike Rogers here, and look who's here. Look who's with me right now. Hey, Mike. Chris, one of my producers. First appearance on the podcast. Very nice. You beat me into the studio. Nice. Got to get everything set up for the talent, you know. Is that what I am? I think so. Okay. Tell me about the story we're going to be talking about today. Well, we're going to go back to the World Cup. There was a Brazilian soccer star known as Neymar. He was making appearances, except it wasn't really Neymar. He was healing from an ankle injury. It was Neymar's identical, unrelated doppelganger. And the imposter calls himself Ney's lookalike. He even had the same tattoos as the real player. I heard about this. Kind of like, did you see the story a few weeks ago about the two baseball players? They are identical. That, that they found. I mean, these guys really do look alike. They share the same name. That was the really in- interesting part. Brady Feigl. That, that's an unusual name. So that kind of makes me skeptical. Me right. too. A little Feigl is not a last name you see on a regular basis. Because these two Brady Feigls swear it's a coincidence that they have, they share that name, and they look exactly alike. I saw in the New York Post this month, though, that a DNA test, it actually proved that they aren't related. So, I mean, knows? I guess that's what you have to trust, right? But you know, seriously, can you imagine walking down the street and bumping into your, your own twin, your own doppelganger? It'd be kind of creepy, wouldn't it? It'd be like looking in the mirror. What would you do? Would you would you switch clothes and get up to some hijinks? Like, uh, there's a lot of movies that have had this into The Prince and the Pauper and uh, The Parent Trap, right? The two Lindsay Lohans. Or would you run away screaming, terrified? What would you do? I was told that I looked like a certain Mr. Bean for years by uh, people who watch TV, but not me. I, I'm not a, a t- I was not, and I'm still not a TV watcher except for uh, movies. So I didn't know what was Mr. Bean. I thought maybe it's, I looked like a bean. My face looked like a bean. So I, I was not even insulted. I just say, uh, yes, some people are weird. They see things that. Uh, but one day I was looking at a television and I saw someone that looked like me. And I, I look at this man taking his bath and I think the wall was falling down and they, all kinds of weird things happened to him. And I just said to myself, oh, my God, this guy looks just like me. Inspired in part by his own resemblance to Rowan Atkinson as the actor who plays Mr. Bean. Wow, there's something to brag about. Canadian photographer Francois Brunel has been on a mission for years to document unrelated twins. So far, he's photographed 250 pair, and he's planning on publishing a book on them one day. I'm Mike Rogers, and this is Something Offbeat, a podcast where we dig deep into some bizarre headlines. You're a photographer. You've been documenting these these cases, I guess. Do you use the word doppelganger, or do you, do you refer to them as something else? In English, I use the word lookalike, but uh, the, in England, they prefer doppelgangers. In parts of Canada and parts of the U.S., they say doppelgangers. It's all the same. It, it can be also doubles. Some people say prefer doubles. So if lookalikes, doubles, doppelgangers, it's all the same. I love the idea. How did you come up with the idea to do this? 
it's two things. I I, all, I always see uh, lookalikes all over the place. Even yesterday, I, I saw another one, and I, I, I keep looking at people and say, oh, my God, even I just look at you a few minutes ago and say, you look like someone I know, but I just can't recollect right now. So that was one thing that's uh, been happening to me since I'm uh, quite young. And Brunel told me about the moment when he finally saw the Mr. Bean character that people told him he looked so much like. When you go into uh, to buy some clothes in a, in a shop, you know, do you have the, the mirrors at, uh, at an angle? When you look at a mirror, normally you left your, your right hand and in the mirror, you see your left hand. But in these mirrors, you see, you see yourself as people see you, like you raise your right hand and oh, it's the same. Right. So I, it looked like I was seeing myself in the, these funny mirrors. It, it looked like it was me, but I said, oh, it's a, you know, this man looks ridiculous. It looks like me, but at least nobody knows. Yes. But then the, the program ended and I saw those letters, Mr. Bean. That, that appeared at the end of the show. And I said, oh, no, I think I look like Mr. Bean. And people think I look like Mr. Bean. I thought I looked like James Dean, not Mr. Bean, you know. And I <laughs> still think Dean? I look like James Dean. Yeah, well, you know, when he's in the police station at the beginning of the movie and, uh, you know, like, I'm a rebel, don't talk to me. So I'm still feeling like that. But uh, reality is reality. I hope I don't have a doppelganger. I would feel very sorry for that person. You look like an actor, really. When I had a little bit of hair, they said I looked like Drew Carey, but that was a long time ago. I just thought a, 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 a screenshot of you, of you, you too. So, uh, but uh, no, you have a nice, uh, nice face. But you could be an actor in a German movie. I guess I really have to start watching more German movies. Uh, Chris, have you ever met a lookalike of yourself, your own doppelganger? Met? No. But I have been shown a photo, and let me start this by saying I just got married. I'm very happy in the relationship. So the oh, story, wow. okay, <laughs> yeah, a, that's a where disclaimer. we're going. Disclaimer. All right. I ran it by my now wife before sharing on a podcast. So long story short, I was at a friend's bachelor party in Colorado, and as one does in those situations, you wind up talking to other groups of people at bars, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, and one young lady walked up to me and says, "You look just like my cousin's boyfriend." She proceeded to show me a photo on her phone, and I don't think I've ever seen a picture of someone who's not me that looks that much like me. It was a little bit creepy. Did it creep you out? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I hate to tell you, but I do see a little Mr. Bean in your face. As long as I, I look like a rich person, that's fine. <laughs> so I had this idea of bringing, finding lookalikes because I had the shock when I saw that. So I said, oh my God, someone that looks like me. So I'm not uh, unique. Let's find some, some people who look the same. I'll bring them together in front of my lens. When they'll be there in front of my camera, they, they will be in a state of shock, you know, like, oh my God. And then I will be able to do a very good photograph. That would be a photograph worth looking at. So um, I started a project and the of course, when people meet for the first time, some of them will meet for the first time, they, they, they just say, oh, they're kind of uh, surprised. But a few minutes after that, we get in front of the camera and then they're not surprised anymore. We're just, you know, trying to do a, a good picture. But how does it work? I mean, if you find someone, you just say, I bet there's someone out there who looks like you. And then how do you find that person? How does the, the process work? Well, at first I knew some of them, like maybe I knew about 10 or, or 15 couples that I met all over the years. So when I started my project, I started to, uh, to reach for them. Some of them uh, were reachable, some of them were unreachable, and some of them 
some of those who were reachable said yes, some said no. So I did about eight couples and then that was it. I was short of a lookalike. So I thought of putting an ad in the newspaper, but then I, I went to the media, I just I went to the, the media here in Montreal uh, to the uh, journalists and I say, please, I'm such a great person. Talk about me and my project and nothing happened for years. <laughs> but uh, with perseverance, you know, uh, at least one journalist uh, understood what I was looking for. And then they, I had an article, then a second article, then an interview. And then I got those emails and by the thousands and people send me their, their pictures telling me, oh, this person is my lookalike or uh, I have a lookalike and that, that I met a few days ago and I can find him. I, I got also a lot of letters saying, even this morning, I was in the Austrian newspaper this morning and I got uh, maybe 10 letters this morning from uh, people who are looking for their lookalikes, but they don't have it because in the, in the media, in the, the, the article, I just read it this morning, they said, if you are looking for your lookalike, uh, just reach, reach out for Monsieur Brunel. But no, no, no. If you need to have your lookalike. So because of that, I, I could find and photograph 250 pairs of lookalikes across a few countries. Do you ever have people who see their lookalike and don't think they look that much like that person? Absolutely. And that's the most, I have a most funny story. I have a friend, a very good friend of mine, and he's a, a genius. He's a, he's a visual genius, you know, and he, he made a, a big career out of his, uh, of his genius ideas. And then he came to, to meet his lookalike that he never met before. So we did the photos that are very good. I said the front page of my website. The very front page for we choose the French or English is, is these guys. So we um, after the the photo shoot, the other guy left, and my friend he leaned on me and he says, "You know, François, I have something to tell you, uh, you know, as a friend." Uh, so I say, "Yes, what?" He said, "We don't look alike at all." And then it was so funny because they they, they, they just were, they were the same, but he didn't see that. Do any of the people are they ever uneasy? Perhaps sometimes they look at the other person and think wow, this is kind of creepy. They look too much alike. Yes, I have all, all these stories, but there's a, an actress here in Montreal and she came and we, I had two lookalikes for her. So one of them looked a little bit like her, but the other one looked so much like her that I, I said to the actress at some point, I say, look at your lookalike. Don't you agree that she looks more like you than yourself? And then she said, my God, you're right. She looked like the ID of the actress more than the actress herself, who was a businesswoman at the end. And when she came here, you know, let's do it. But the other girl was like the actress in the, in, in the, in the TV programs and things like that. So it was quite, a, quite strange to see that. But why do some strangers look identical? Are they really long-lost relatives? In August, a study published in the Cell Reports Journal found that lookalikes tend to share common genetic sequences like face trait variants. KCBS radio news anchor Liz St. John in San Francisco asked Dr. Michael Snyder, a chair and professor at Stanford's genetics program. Are people who look so similar distantly related? What do we know from the DNA? Well, this latest study actually says they have quite a bit of DNA traits in common which I think was quite surprising. Well, what was surprising about that? Well, it's just that they're, they're not cousins or anything. They're not immediate family members. They're actually, um, you know, fairly um, different, and yet they have all these traits in common. I don't think we expected it. I think a lot of people thought, 
that um, maybe there'd be some traits in common genetically, but then we also thought maybe something called epigenetic environmental factors would be contributing this as well, and that, that was not found in the study. So uh, I, I think some of us expected both of these to be strongly contributing. Uh, it is interesting that genetics could explain so much of the similarity. Researchers said the study results might provide insight about other things, including personality characteristics. It's really a matter of shuffling the cards right and getting the right combination to wind up having you look similar to someone else. How do you think you'll react if you ever meet Mr. Bean? Well, uh, I don't know. I tried to reach him. I was in London a few times, and one of the times I say I will meet Mr. Bean, and this is it. So... I went to his office and they say, well, you, you can't just, uh, you know, you just, uh, so I said, maybe I'll write him a letter. Yes, let's do that. So it took me three days to write a letter of five pages length, of five pages length. So I went back with my letter, my portfolio, and I say, I have the letter here and will you send that to, present that to Mr. Bean? But he wasn't there when I presented the letter. So he was away for a vacation and I had to leave uh, London. So finally, I told them I left my 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 little mock-up of my my book, my future book, with the photos, and I left. And then I, I got a phone call. They say, "Oh, Mr. Atkinson just came back because he forgot something in his office, and he, he saw your your book. He, saw, he read your letters, but uh, unfortunately, he's uh, camera shy. He doesn't want to be part of your project. So you can get your book back. Uh, you know, in he's an actor. How can he be camera shy? I, at first, I thought it was crazy, but try to find pictures of Warren Atkinson on the web. You see very, very few of them as Atkinson, as Mr. Bean, yes, but as the, 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 the actor, very seldom. So it must be true. And anyways, he's one of my idols. So whatever he does, it's fine with me. And it's, it's great. What has this entire project, what has it taught you? I mean, what have you learned about identity, people's identities, perception, and things like that? Well, one thing that I learned is that people are the same all over the place. I photograph uh, Canadian subjects, uh, South American subjects, uh, American subjects, uh, French, uh, Spanish, German, and uh, and others. And uh, when you get to the core of it, people are all the same. You know, there's no difference. But on the surface, they don't speak the same languages. They have different habits, or you know, they like tea. Uh, the English will drink tea. The American drink coffee. And uh, the Spanish will drink wine, but uh, it's uh, but when you you scratch a little bit, we're all the same. It's, it's quite amazing. How many photos are in your book? Yeah, well, the book is not published yet, but it's I, in my project. I have two hundred and fifty pairs up to now, which is a it's, it means five hundred people agreed to participate in the, the project, and I'm very flattered by that. And very, uh, it's it's like uh, at the beginning of the project. I had some friends, but now I have 500 more friends. If you've got a lookalike of your own, you can contact Francois Brunel to be a part of the project. Uh, do you have the information, Chris? I do. You can either visit FrancoisBrunel.com, but we'll also put a link in the show notes so you can get all his contact information there. In the meantime, Mike, I'm going to go see if I can scout you out in a couple German movies. Hey, come back next week. I think you got the gig. <laughs> I'm Mike Rogers, and thanks for listening to Something Off Beats. This episode, written and produced by Lauren Barry and the aforementioned Chris Blake. Audio editing as well by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan. Editorial support from Cooper Mall.
Now, to keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have your own offbeat story that you think we should cover, we'd love to hear about it. Send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.